0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Queens of Social Work podcast. I'm your co-host, Queen P. And I'm your co-host, Queen H. We invite you all to join us this week as we share, laugh, cry, and learn through our experiences as women of color who happen to be social workers. So let's get started. It's no secret that melanated people and the spaces we occupy have been marginalized, underfunded, and undersourced for ages. I'm sure we've talked about before some of the challenges we faced and what our clients have gone through regarding limited access to care. Yes, and we continue to talk about it. When we've talked about services in the
1: past or we reference an agency we've worked with, we always have their information in our show notes or we tag them. I feel it's important to have more discussion around access and some of the social service agencies that are out there doing the work and that are ready, willing and able to help people in need.
0: Today, we're speaking with Katrina Brownlee, a.k.a. Queen K, who is the founder and director of Young Ladies of Our Future. Katrina is from Bed-Stuy and was an at-risk youth. She became a mother at the age of 14, and at age 22, she was shot 10 times in a violent domestic violence relationship that left her paralyzed, and she had to learn how to walk. After this traumatic event, she and her children also became homeless. Katrina worked to overcome obstacles of her troubled past, and she triumphed. She attended College of New Rochelle, and upon completion, she joined law enforcement. She started out as a traffic agent and worked diligently to be promoted to police officer. From there, she quickly climbed the ranks. Katrina made detective third grade, detective second grade, and then detective first grade, which is the highest-ranking detective in NYPD. While a detective, Katrina used the skills she developed over the years to work undercover for five years. She spent later years as an investigator. Following her work in investigations, she worked in the Department of Community Affairs. Katrina subsequently received the opportunity to work security detail for Mayor Bill de Blasio. During this time, she received a 5.0 evaluation, which is the highest evaluation that a police officer can receive in the NYPD. She received many accolades for her outstanding performance and accomplishments. Katrina has been mentoring since 2012. She's helped many at-risk young ladies during this time. She deemed it necessary to take her work a step further and started Young Ladies of Our Future, a nonprofit organization to fulfill her calling as a mentor and life coach. The organization's mission is through healing the wounds of interpersonal violence, building self-esteem, and promoting health and wellness, these young ladies can achieve their goals and live successful lives. She is also working to grow the Katrina Cook Brownlee Charity. She recently wrote a memoir called And Then Came the Blues. Thank you, Queen K. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank
2: you for having me. It's an honor to be here with you ladies.
1: Wow, you have accomplished so much. I was like, girl, it just was like, wow. And then wow. And then wow.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Heavy on the wow and then wow and then wow. That is a lot. That is a lot. So Queen K, tell us a little bit about, now we've heard about your history in terms of working for NYPD, becoming detective first grade, um, your organization currently. Tell us about your credentials and certifications, if any.
2: Like you said, I am a mentor for at-risk young ladies. I currently mentor these young ladies in Eastern Brooklyn, which is the neighborhood called Brownsville. And I give them um, workshops and the workshops consist of etiquette class, self-esteem, self-awareness, journaling, health and wellness, makeup day, anything to make the young lady feel good and to be present for herself. Originally, I started out from 10 to 21, but then I realized at 10 years old, The girls were a little bit young and they really still didn't really kind of figure out who they are. So I Mm -hmm. decided that I wanted to do junior high school ages because that's when they really start to experience and be exposed to a lot of things. Not saying that 10 year olds haven't, because I was a 10 year old that had experienced a lot of things. Um, But for me, I just thought that I would be more effective if I dealt with junior high school age children, which from 13 to 23. So that's where I'm at now. And I also just um, started my LLC for Can't Be Silenced. And that's for all gender that have dealt with domestic violence or currently in domestic violence situations.
1: Wow, that's a lot. You're doing a lot. And that's beautiful. Thank you for your work that you're doing with the young ladies and, you know, even doing continuing work and, and having your LLC doing work with survivors and or victims of domestic violence. So that's, that's amazing. So what else can you tell us about um, young ladies of our future and working directly with the young ladies? I know running the organization, sometimes there's a lot of administrative tasks, but do you get to directly work with the young ladies and really have a personal hand in, in molding and
0: shaping what happens? Oh, can I add an additional question to that, Queen H? Another question I have is, why name your organization Young Ladies of Our Future? Like, where did that come from? Okay, go ahead. That's my tag-along question. Okay.
2: Well, let me answer your question first because her question is like two or three answers to it. So Young Ladies of Our Future came from being young, me mentoring to young girls, and young girls are our future,
1: beautiful, simple, and it's a fact.
2: Right. And to answer your, your question, the program, it's like I said, it's a 16 a week program where I do workshops. So I personally um, do some of the workshops. My team consists of NYPD Cox and myself. That's what the team consists of. So each, and, each one of us, we have workshops that we teach. One of the workshops that I teach is self-esteem and self-awareness. I do the health and wellness and nutrition um, part of it. And I also do the volunteer work um, with the girls because I teach the girls that it's important to be able to serve and to give back. So the Katrina Cook Brownlee Foundation and Charity is where we go out every Thanksgiving, which I'm in my 21st year, that I feed the homeless because I was once was homeless. And this year, we I am going to a shelter where the migrants ha- have come to so I can be able to feed them as well. Since I'm a New Yorker, I just want to be able to do my New York duties. And also during the holidays, I do something for Operation Supermarket with the girls where I go secretly into the supermarket and pay for people's groceries. I go to the counter and I ask them, do you mind if I pay for your groceries? So myself and the girls and my team, we go to the supermarket in Brownsville. And this year, I'm going to go also to a supermarket near the projects in which I was um, raised in to do it. So that's pretty much how it looks for me in terms of what I do in the um, organization.
1: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And it sounds like you've been in service for a long time, even more prior to our young ladies of our future. So it's amazing because, you know, sometimes the challenges and the difficulties in our life informs how we show up in the world. And it sounds like for you that everything that has affected you, you have done service towards feeding the homeless, domestic violence, and, and being a young mother, you know, all the things that have come with that, that led you down a path that maybe was more difficult for you, but then turned out to be something beautiful in the end, right? In the end, now you can look back and say, all of this informed me so that I can help other people, you know, and they don't have to suffer in the way that I did. Right. and
2: everything that I target is something that I personally experience. So that when people come to me and they ask me, well, why is it that you do this? And why do you do that? Because it's something that I experience. I'm a domestic violence survivor. I have an organization that is geared towards that. I've been homeless. So I feed the homeless. You know, I know what it is to be hungry. So I go to the supermarket and I pay for people groceries. So it's so much that Um, I bring to the table because of my own personal experiences. And I just want to be able to give back to my communities and other communities so that people can be able to um, pass the torch. Or I should say, you, you know, if I help you, then you can go and help somebody else.
0: Absolutely. How long has Young Ladies of Our Future existed? How long has the agency been up and running? Since 2012. Since 2012. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But I've been a 501c3 just
2: since 2020. I was running the organization, you know, through the NYPD and on my own, but then I wound up getting my 501c3 in 2020, which I fund this program by myself. No one gives me money. I fund this program.
1: I think it's it's great that you were able to take this from what you were doing in the NYPD and then you know, make it an organization all on your own. And the hard part is, is that funding it by yourself. I'm like, this, this happens to a lot of black organizations in the community, you know, to get your 501c3. It sounds easy, but it's not an easy task, right? To keep your organization run, running on your own funds, right? It's not an easy task. So What made you at this time say, this is the time to do that? Like, get my 501c3, you know, really push forward with the organization in that way. What made you do that at that time?
2: Well, when I I started the program, when I was um, a community affairs detective in the NYPD, and so when I knew that I was going to retire, I was taking the program along with me. I wasn't going to leave it there. It was something that I created um, and I wanted to take it with me because it was something that I knew that I wanted to do after I retired. So when I said, after I retire, um, I was speaking to a lot of people, they was like, oh, you need to do a 501c3. And so I did, but still, I didn't, I still don't receive any funding. Um, so I'm praying that. got to open up the door where I would be able to eventually get some type of funding because the more funding that I can get, the more that I can do for the girls. I'm very limited in what I can do with them um, because I don't have the funding.
1: And so I know that is difficult. And so, you know, the, the perfect thing is that the more that you talk and you get out there, the more opportunities that you see for funding, you'll be able to network. So can you tell us about any other um work that you do with any other black owned social services agencies in the community, um, and any services that they may provide.
2: Well, in terms of um, any services that's provided, of course, I still am partnering with NYPD. So a lot of the um, resources I get through them. And in terms of domestic violence, I partner with the um, the district attorney's office, and I also partner with the different shelters in um, in Brownsville because you just never know that you know when someone may need some sort of service. I just started my first annual domestic violence walk, and it was October the second of this year, just to continue to bring awareness to domestic violence and just to violence alone and any other um, resources that. People may need, I just feel like they can be able to come, you know, to me and I can be able to help them to get resources in other different places, you know, NYPD have different pockets.
0: Okay. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of like boots on the ground and support that you have. Yes, NYPD is a big, major organization but then, like, in terms of little agencies and stuff like that, it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like you have a lot of that support on that level, you know?
2: No, I, I, I really don't. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm just try, I'm trying to yeah. get myself out there. Um, I'm trying to build this platform so that I can get the, the real resources that's really needed. Because, mm-hmm. and, and truth be told, like NYPD, you know, they wear many hats, but I don't think that it's fair to them to wear these hats. I feel like it should be agencies put in place to be able to help people with certain things. So I only can rely on what I have currently, Mm -hmm. um, which is not much. So I only can, you know, work with what I have.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, For sure. And I definitely think that, you know, um, and I'm so glad that you're here on our show because I think that we will be able to reach a few people. And I think that your inbox about to be popping. And a few. Now, I can't say how soon. Right. But what I will say is it is my belief and we're going to manifest that Mm -hmm. you get all the things that you do need because people out here need your help. Post-COVID, what? Like we need help. No, we do. We definitely do.
2: And I just believe that if you can help somebody, you should help them. Yeah. You know, and and that's just been my motto. I, I do believe that eventually something's got to happen for me. It's very exhausting um, to try to get things done. And so many people will tell you what they're going to do and they, they don't deliver. They really, I mean, so many people have promised me things and I promise you, they don't
0: deliver. They really don't. H, you got something on your mind. Go ahead, H. You you know I
1: did. (laughs) So Queen P knows I go off. So, because it is true. And we were just talking about this, you know, (laughs) on the sidelines after some of the recordings that we had, like we're out here trying to do good, trying to help people. And you would think there would be people out here Like, oh, yes, come here and do that. But sometimes you have to fight harder when you're working for the people. Now, if you decide you want to be out here and you want to be a little mini mogul and do finance and real estate, oh, all the resources in the world. But when it comes to helping people.
2: Yeah, it's different. It's different.
1: It's a a whole lot different. You know, there is something... um, administration for children's services, they have something called the community partnership initiative, CPI, Mm -hmm. and each borough has it, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, the Bronx, and the the CPI is basically a round table or a conglomerate kind of thing where they, they get all of the social service organizations in the borough together to network. So yeah, yes. we can slide you we'll after after we'll after. We'll I'll <laughs> email you it. But right, we call we yeah. Yeah. The community partnership initiative will be great for you to be a part of because you're dealing with young girls. And 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 part of dealing with young girls is sometimes also their family in some ways. And so being a part of that, you'll see because they have programs from GD programs, substance abuse programs, preventive programs, at foster care agencies, school, you know, they have so many kind of organizations that do this kind of work for children and their families that come together and they'll, and they're part of an email list so that you know what's going on. They have their meetings monthly and it's, it's on zoom. Now, I don't know if they return back to in person, but it's on, it was on zoom during the pandemic. It's still the pandemic, but you know what I'm saying? And they, and this is what they do. They work together and kind of network and do that. And it would be great for you to be in that circle. So at least they can know what you're doing. And maybe there's a way to network and get some connections to see where, you know, cause the more we talk to other people is the more doors open and we can find funding and all of these other things for different things. So. Um, that's something to consider and we'll definitely give you that information. I'm going to send it to you as soon as we're done because my brain, I'll start doing so many things. So I got to give it to you right away. Okay. Okay. Right away. No problem. Yes. Thank you for any kind not. of help.
0: Oh yes. Cause I was just about to say there's um, a grant for minority women business, like WBE something or effect. Um, with community, particular communities, underserved communities, and there's monies you can tap into. We're gonna we're gonna get with you and give you a little bit of that because there's absolutely resources out there to fund your business for sure. Thank you. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So the next question was: where will your agency be in 10 years? Where, you know, where are you looking? What's your trajectory that you are on now? And where do you expect to be in 10 years?
2: Globally. That's the ultimate goal is to have young ladies of our future and can't be silenced as a global organization. My other ultimate goal is to have safe houses um, so that women would be able to have a place to go um, and need something that I was not privy to during my um, ordeal. And try to partner with um, different jobs so that even if the women have to relocate, that they can relocate, go to the safe house, get their healing, and then be able to go out into the world and go work or go to school, whatever it is that they need to do to make them a better them.
1: That's a beautiful vision. And because you have that vision, it's going to happen, right? There's I believe definitely, that. Yep. I there's believe a power it. in that. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, a vision board, you put it right on there and you're looking at it right there. And I believe that. Yeah. And we believe that for you. At this time, let us know what is it, you know, ultimately that you want everyone to know about your organization? What do you want them to walk away with?
2: I want people to walk away knowing that Young Ladies of Our Future is a, a organization that is purpose driven to make young ladies no longer be at risk, but be young ladies that can be able to enter into this future and be the best version of themselves by all means necessary.
0: That is awesome. And that is a great, great place to wrap up with your vision, for what people need to know. So the next thing is how can people reach you? Because I'm telling you, your DMs is about to be blowing up. Like you're about to be (laughs) doing a thing, so. (laughs) They can reach me. At Miss Dr.
2: Trina 456, that's my um, Instagram. They can DM me if they want to ask any questions. I'm open to any help that I can get from my girls. And I want everybody to make sure that they tune in for my domestic violence walk 2023, October the 1st, the off of domestic violence month and awareness walk. In Brooklyn, across the Brooklyn Bridge, this is something that I want to do annually to bring awareness to this forgotten cause. Also, I am feeding the homeless on November the 23rd in Brooklyn. And for the Christmas holiday, December 12th and December 15th, I'm doing Operation Supermarket in Bed-Stuy and in Brownsville, Brooklyn.
0: Yay, I love that. You know what? This is not the first time I've heard of that. And so, but it happens so infrequently, it seems. Like I was a college student out here, broken these streets, and somebody absolutely paid for my grocery one time at the Walmart. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. Having your things paid for when you know you can't afford them is an amazing feeling. It makes you feel seen that someone would see you with whatever it is at the checkout line and say, you know what, let me do this for them. I love that idea. And I might go ahead and do that with you. I might be out here A little place, you know, a little ting and roll up and pay for somebody's stuff. That's an awesome thing to do. I think everybody should do that this season. Mm -hmm. Once y'all have, y'all need to give. Amen. 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 That's what we're going to do.
2: Yeah.
0: No, I think that's so true. And I think,
1: you know, having this heart of service is so important because we're out here in this world together. You know, everybody is going through something. We all struggle and we don't know what people are struggling with. Everything That's could right. look hunky-dory and fine, but people could be going home and their lights is off, hmm. you know, there's no food in the fridge. So anything that we can do is fine. Listen, if your job is having the food drive, do the food drive, Bring bring some cans in my job was doing some back to school to give the housing um, project by me um you know some books and some things for the school school supplies for the kids listen Mm -hmm. a sister ordered some stuff off of amazon because i wanted to come immediately and i brought it in there because i remember going to school and not having certain things um or even it could be a simple thing and it sounds like not that big but for instance there might be kids that have mechanical pencils and will make fun of other kids because they don't have mechanical pencils so i went and bought some mechanical pencils for the kids so listen everybody has the same thing we're not making fun of anybody here we're not doing anything we want you to have what you need to focus on school not to get distracted by the other things so you know i i definitely commend you for for doing that and let me tell you if i had Two dollars, I would do it too because it it matters. I do it sometimes when I go get something to eat. I, I pay for this car behind me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Paying yeah. it for doesn't take much.
2: I believe whatever right. you put in the universe, I believe it comes back and more. I do. I believe in that. I believe in the in the power of it and that you know, it's best to give um to be the giver than to be be the receiver. Mm-hmm.
1: That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. This has been good, Queen K. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, we enjoy talking to you and just learning so much.
2: Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you both. May God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful holiday and be safe.
1: Thank you. You too. Thank you. If you guys want to connect with us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at the Queens of Social Work pod or on Instagram at the Queens of Social Work. If you want more information on the topic we discussed today, feel free to check out our show notes or email us at the of social work at gmail.com. We'd really appreciate it if you rate, review, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.